Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin or on the Dynasty After Dark YouTube channel. Thank you guys for joining me today. And this is going to be the last, you know, fix in the franchise I'm doing before the NFL draft. This week we did our wide receiver rankings. I did my Jameson Williams rant video. Uh, hope you guys like that one. And then today I'm going to be fixing the Houston Texans. We are one week away from the NFL draft, and I'm super excited. I cannot wait for that. But until we get there, you know, we're we're just plugging away, just waiting until it finally gets here. So today I wanted to talk about the Houston Texans because, again, this is my last non-NFL, like, fantasy football-related podcast I'll probably do for the rest of the offseason. Um, so last time I get to talk about the draft and how I would fix a franchise because Houston Texans, man, they've been in shambles ever since Bill O'Brien traded away DeAndre Hopkins. And it's not been a good time to be a Texans fan for about three years now. They were saddled with the Deshaun Watson ordeal. They had no money after uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And it was just a, a very rough situation. And the roster has only gotten worse and worse. So... Today I'm going to talk about where the draft would go, in my opinion, what I would be doing with these draft picks, and some of the you know long-term aspects of these players and give some reasoning why. So I've been talking about this for weeks now, um, months even, that the Houston Texans should not take a quarterback at number two overall. And this is finally starting to get some traction, and I think it's it's great because, one... First off, everyone has kind of concerns about all of these quarterback prospects. I like all of them in their own right, but they all have major red flags. Whatever you want to say, and I get the the meme or the the cliche that, oh, next year's quarterback class is better. This year's is better than last year's. That's not a joke. And last year's was the worst we've had in a long, long time. But next year's draft class of quarterbacks is better than this year's. So if you don't take a quarterback here, you're probably getting a better prospect than you are this year. Just to be honest, Caleb Williams, Drake May, if they were in this year's draft class, they would probably be my number one and number two quarterbacks. I just really, I mean, Caleb Williams is going to be the one-on-one. It's already pretty much locked in no matter who has that pick at this point in time. Drake May, he's kind of up and down, but I would have him rank that highly personally. Um, I'd have him above CJ Stroud, who's my number one in this year's draft class. So, you know, you're you have the potential if you don't win this year to go and get a quarterback next year. So that said, don't take one at number two. I think that they should be taking Will Anderson Jr. at number two overall. He's the best. Um, he's one of the best players. I, I don't think that they can take Jalen Carter at number two overall because the attitude issues and the unsure nature around Jalen Carter, you just cannot risk it if you're Houston, not yet. So just take the sure thing in Will Anderson. And Will Anderson's been talked about for a couple years now as being a surefire blue chip prospect. You're getting him at two. You have D'Amico Ryans here coming over from San Francisco. He gets his Nick Bosa for this defense. I've always said this makes so much sense. Now, falling down to number 12 here, this is where I di I diverge from a lot of people out there because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, well, maybe Will Levis falls to 12 and you can just take him there. Or, you know, maybe you take a Hendon Hooker in the early second round. Here's my 
my idea and my theory for what the Houston Texans should do. I think they should take the number 12 pick and offer it to San Francisco for Trey Lance straight up. And a lot of people out there are going to say, you can't give the number 12 pick for Trey Lance. You absolutely can. San Francisco paid three firsts for Trey Lance. You're getting him at a discount. They paid three firsts to move up, ironically, from 12 to number three in that year's draft class to take Trey Lance. Now, you're getting Trey Lance at a discount. He's still got two years of rookie contract left, of cost-controlled rookie contract. You have the fifth-year option, and you have two guys, your head coach, D'Amico Ryans, and your offensive coordinator, um, I forget his name off the top of my head. I should know offensive coordinators, but he's he's new. Um, <laughs> I should I I apologize for not looking that up before the podcast. But they are both from the San Francisco 49ers. They've been around Trey Lance this entire time. The Niners just have n- not signaled at all that they want to roll with Trey Lance. They do not believe in Trey Lance as their future. Nothing they've done has just put their faith behind him as a starter long term and I get it I really do Trey Lance is in a terrible situation I've done multiple videos about this all offseason the Niners need to win Trey Lance needs to play to develop and just get game time on the field the Houston Texans are a team there you can go where if you're Trey Lance and you can develop on the field you have no rush to be amazing in year one again if he's really bad if he is what people are, are afraid he could be, a bust, right? You're still in the in the running for a Drake May or a Caleb Williams next year. Um, and there's plenty of other quarterbacks in next year's draft class to be excited about as well. So it's not detrimental. You have an extra second or an extra first round pick. I think Trey Lance is way better than someone like a Will Levis. Just uh, no no chance that he's not better than Will Levis. I will stake my my whole reputation on that, that he's going to be better than Will Levis. Go give the number 12 pick for for Trey Lance and just get it done. So that's what I would do if it was me. That gives you your Nick Bosa for this team and your quarterback at 12. Now you got Trey Lance and you got um, Will Anderson. The next pick that they have in 33 is... I would be going a tackle like Dewan Jones at this position. And when you look at the depth chart, the tackles are an interesting bunch here. They just signed Laramie Tunsil to a long-term contract. They have Kenyon Green, who they drafted last year in the first round, I think around 14, 13, somewhere in that range as well. They need a center, but you're not going to take a center this highly in this year's draft class. And then the right side of their offensive line is a little rough. Shaq Mason and Titus Howard um, are the right guard and right tackle, respectively, there. Titus Howard's not been good for football at all. Dewan Jones is a monster of a player. Dewan Jones, you know, he's six foot eight, three hundred and seventy-four pounds, played for played right tackle for Ohio State, and he would be a great addition. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, he's probably gonna go in the first round. Every single year, tackles and offensive linemen fall further than they should because people love to neglect it. Oh, we can just get another guy later on. That guy never works out. So people always just neglect the offensive line. So I'm very confident that Dewan Jones will be there at 33 overall. 
Now, you are looking at this more long-term. You can kind of sit him a little bit behind Titus Howard and maybe work him into the rotation this year. If Shaq Mason isn't improved because he, you know, he, he wasn't the greatest his last year in Tampa Bay, you can always throw Titus Howard in at guard as well. You could throw Dewan Jones in at guard, but he's a little bit bigger, so it might be a little bit tougher there. But all of a sudden, you've got four-fifths of an offensive line that are just out of the world tough right you know three and a half we'll say with with right guard being a little bit of a question mark and center being a definite need now this is just going to be perfect to build around Trey Lance you still need offensive weapons you have Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary as your running backs your wide receivers are a little rough I'm not going to lie there and that's where we're going to fix that in the third round with the um, third pick that we have here, 65 overall, I would be targeting someone like Cedric Tillman if he's there. I don't think he's actually going to be there at in the third round. I think his draft profile is rising too high at this point in time. So I'm targeting someone like a Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims is small, don't get me wrong, but he is a burner first off, and he is a he's just a really really good wide receiver and. I think that people are sleeping on him a little bit too much just because he is a little bit smaller. But honestly, when I watch Marvin Mims play, I think of Debo Samuel. Not quite, not exactly. You know, him and Parker Washington are the two wide receivers that remind me the most of Debo Samuel in this year's draft class. And again, you got two guys from the Niners who've seen Debo up close and personal. And I think that they would love to make Marvin Mims Jr. work in this offense. Now, you do have... The other wide receivers for this team of Nico Collins and um, you have Robert Woods, who they did trade for, Amari Rogers, but there's not a ton. John Mechie, if he can come back, he would be a great addition. I mean, Nico Collins is a big body guy, so it's not like they have just a bunch of small guys. Nico Collins is a great number two, I think, but he cannot be a number one. John Mechie, he's fighting leukemia. It's unknown whether or not he's even going to come back and if he's going to come back, if he's going to be healthy. But, you know, he's a bigger guy too, 5'11", um, 187. You know, kind of a, a little bit of a burner guy there. I think that Marvin, or uh, yeah, Marvin Mims Jr. would be the perfect addition for this team. Now, the next pick that I'd be making at um, 73 here would be targeting a cornerback. The guy that I really like at this position would be Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami, Florida. He's six foot, uh, six foot oh, 198. He has a um, RAS score of 8.93, so he's a pretty good athlete. And I love pairing him in this defense and just hoping that, you know, he's, he's shown a lot of signs of promise and explosiveness. If you can pair him with Derek Stingley Jr., Jalen Petrie, Jimmy Ward, all of a sudden, and Desmond King as well, this, this secondary for Houston was already showing a lot of positive signs last year. They added Jimmy Ward, and man, I really think that they could be scary on this team. You get one more cornerback in this group that has a little bit of pop and explosion, that could be a deadly combination and you know with D'Amico Ryans you build up the defense this defense is not hurting as bad as a lot of people are saying and I know it's it's fun to um, meme on the Houston Texans that oh they're the worst roster in the NFL I don't think they're actually that bad 
you know, there's a lot of promise here. They just need a coherent management at the top, right? A coherent coaching staff. I mean, last year they had, um, Oh, uh, Lovey Smith, and that did not work out the best. Lovey Smith hasn't been a good head coach in a long, long time, to be fair to Lovey Smith. Good defensive mind, but just never really been the greatest head coaching candidate. And I forget the guy's name before that, um, but, you know, it, it was his first year as a head coach in the NFL. He was 67 years old. Uh, never, he was kind of a failed um head coach anyway so it's just yeah it's it's not a great situation they just need a stable leadership for this team and I think this team has a lot of potential there now the that was the last pick that they have naturally in the first three rounds if it was me I would be using the 104 in like a future third rounder fourth rounder to move up in this year's draft class and trade for another third rounder um, on the board here and the guy that I'd be trying to target you know around 75 70 75 to 80 trying to move up there would be Sam Laporta out of Iowa tight end prospect here because you did sign Dalton Schultz to one-year deal it's not a great contract first off you know I think it was like one year eight million guaranteed or something like that with a lot of incentives and it just was not a great situation there like whatever happened with Dalton Schultz I knew he wouldn't be back to the Cowboys because if you if you lose Jerry Jones a playoff game just even by accident by not getting that second foot down he's gonna boot you out of town and you know Dalton Schultz got booted I still think he's a good player but you know, the contract that he got says that the Texans don't really believe in him as a centerpiece for this offense. Now, he could be really good for this team, don't get me wrong. He's one of the best pass catchers on this roster for a Trey Lance or for whoever were to be the quarterback here, and I think he's going to be really good. Add Sam Laporta, who, you know, Iowa, George Kittle, again, do I need to make all the, the references here? A lot of people have compared... Uh, Sam Laporta to George Kittle. That is one of the comps I've heard for him in the NFL. You got two guys from San Francisco here. They would love Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta plays like George Kittle. He does. It's a fair comp. He's a very good blocker, and you know he's a go-getter when he gets the ball in his hands. So get that. Solidify your long-term at tight end. You can use Dalton Schultz on the contract this year and hopefully develop Sam Laporta behind him that he would be able to take over in year two. And you're just thinking long-term here a little bit, but you're solidifying it. All of a sudden, you have a good offensive line. You have a quarterback. You have good running backs, not elite guys, but solid. You need a run. Uh, you need a receiver still pretty badly. I I don't think Marvin Mims alone fixes this receiver room, but Robert Woods, if he still has anything left in the tank, um, him, Nico Collins, and Marvin Mims, they would be good enough again with Dalton Schultz um, and these two running backs to be a competitive group of guys. I'm not saying that they're going to fix this offense alone, but maybe if you're good enough this year. Next year, you can be in the running for a Marvin Harrison Jr., for example, and that's how you can fix this offense and and put the final stamp on this team. You don't necessarily have to fix it all in one single season, right? Then on the defensive side of the ball, again, this secondary is nasty. You add one explosive player like like Tyreek Stevenson, 
And I think it could be very deadly there. And then you, again, you had a Will Anderson up front and oh baby, it is just, you're cooking with some gas. Jerry Hughes, not the best player, but he's, you know, he, he was solid. He's a very solid player. Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, um, Jonathan Grenard. It's a good defensive line. They could use a few more pieces. I'm not saying that this is going to fix everything. I'm only going through the first three rounds here with the, the draft picks on what I would do with these. Uh, but you still have a ton of late round picks. You've got 161, 188, 201, 203, 230, 259. At this point in time, I'd be shooting for, you know, some of those linebacker prospects, some of those developmental guys, and just letting them sit on the bottom of this roster and seeing what you can get out of those late round guys. Or I'd be shooting, trying to flip those picks for future picks. I mean, having... 12 draft picks in a single year is a ton. And this is a good draft class. Don't let anybody fool you there. So I think that there's a lot of potential for the Houston Texans. I think that they are just a few players away, honestly. And they just need a competitive and coherent coaching staff at the top that will bring out the best in these players. And I think D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slovic, that's the actual name of the OC, I remember it now finally, I think these two guys have a lot of potential. They learned under Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has been pumping out coaches for a while now. You can disagree with Kyle Shanahan's coaching style, but he's very, very effective for actual NFL candidates. So I think that this team has a lot of potential. Hopefully you guys like this breakdown on what I would be doing to fix this team. I really would be trying to target a Trey Lance for this squad. I think it just makes a ton of sense. Again, these guys have seen him. If they don't, you know, may, there's always the chance that the Niners wouldn't take the number 12 pick. But if they wouldn't take the 12 pick for Trey Lance, I think that they're just, I think they're making a mistake. So we'll see what happens. We're one week away again. It's going to be an exciting time. And I hope, I hope you guys tune in for the NFL draft. It's going to be fun. We're going to be doing recaps after that. Next week, we have our tight end rankings. So hopefully you guys come back for those. We're going to probably do one more real-life mock draft before the actual NFL draft coming out on Wednesday of next week, just for fun, you know. And then Friday, we're going to be doing a recap of round one, maybe Saturday of round two, and then, um, yeah, we'll talk about round, round or day two, I guess, rounds two and three. And then the last four rounds, we'll be covering those sometime next week as well. So thank you guys again for joining me today. Hopefully you liked what I would do with the Houston Texans to get them back on track. Let me know down in the comments um, on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. While you're there, um, while you're listening to the video on YouTube, if you can, leave a like, comment, subscription. We're trying to grow the YouTube channel here. And tell the podcast to one of your friends. Tell Share this with them. It has nothing to do with fantasy football. Just tell them, hey, this is what this guy would do. What do you think about this, you know? trying to grow the podcast guys so thank you guys for joining us i appreciate you guys all and have a good night